really good to sing God's praises and thank you very much for for that at the at this part of the service. We're going to look at uh, God's Word. Uh, we're going to look at somewhere in the Old Testament and we're going to look at uh, a portion in the New Testament. Now, can anybody tell me what is the the middle book or chapter in the Bible? The middle one. It's in between 116 and 118. 117. Okay, that's a wee clue for you there. And it's the smallest as well. Smallest. Okay. Let's see, read this first of all, and then we'll go into Mark's Gospel, chapter 12, and we'll read a wee portion from that. So, Psalm 117, uh, the theme of this particular psalm is, and listen to this, another, another reason for praise. It's more than one reason to praise. Another reason for praise, God's want, God's love for the whole world. And it says this, it's only got to two verses. Praise the Lord, all you nations, extol him, all you peoples, for great is his love towards us. And the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. And then we'll turn to Mark's Gospel, chapter 12, where I felt led to bring a word and it's Mark chapter 12 verses 28 to 34 so we go double in the New Testament in verses and we go from verse 28 of Mark chapter 12 one of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer he asked him of all the commandments which is the most important The most important one answered Jesus is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these well said, teacher, the man replied. You are writing saying that God is one and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart and with all your understanding and with all your strength and to love your neighbour as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. We praise God for his public reading of his word and we trust it will be a a blessing to us. Many times uh, I've gone to churches uh, after my dad's spoken and people will come up to me after I've spoken and they'll say, your dad's a great speaker. <laughs> Fills you with great confidence that when you've been sweating up the front. Uh, but he is a great speaker. And I would always say that you've had the privilege of having the main course. Because I'm not patching my dad. And I'm now bringing you a wee dessert uh, this morning, on a Sunday morning. Uh, having the, the curlers done well in the Sochi in the Winter Olympics, they brought home some medals. Uh, and there was maybe an opportunity for some medals, uh, another medal to be won today, and that would have been the biggest uh, haul of medals. And I was thinking about uh, this message, and uh, my thoughts went to uh, the Commonwealth Games. Commonwealth Games, did you know 
that there's somebody here that's going to be in the Commonwealth Games. In fact, in a few weeks' time, myself and Sandy are going to have an eat-off to see who can eat the much. <laughs> and we'll get entered into that event, because he's already alluded to that, so I better get back in some training. But the Commonwealth Games is coming up uh, soon. I wonder if there's anybody got tickets here that they don't want and they can give me a ticket. No? <laughs> Not at all. Well, it's the third time it's been hosted. Maybe some of you went to the previous Games in Edinburgh, but now it's coming over uh, to the West. And I was looking uh, and seeing some figures. Uh, I got this figure of 6,500 athletes are going to be taking part in the games that are coming up. And they're going to be taking part over a variety of different sports. And I've just picked some sports out here. And uh, the first one is boxing. And then athletics is another one. Table tennis. Starting to get into my range of sports. Table tennis. I can do table tennis. Can't do boxing. Lindsay wins every time we have a fight in the house. So, <laughs> uh, Shooting and uh, squash. Different types of sports that are going to be happening in and around Glasgow. And I think some of them are coming over to Motherwell into the Strathclyde Park. They're going to be doing some sports there. And for all the athletes, uh, it will be the training that they're having to go through just now. All the practice runs that they're going to be doing. All the drills of getting up at ridiculous hours in the morning, like 4 o'clock, to go down to the pool and swim and get the times up. The concentration that they have to put in is all focused on one goal. Can you tell me what that goal is? What are they focused on? Gold medal. Gold medal. That's right. Being the best. They want to be the best. They want to put all their time and energy into being the best. Going for that number one. Head and shoulders. Literally head and shoulders above the rest. When, on that, when they're on the podium and they're getting that gold medal, they are head and shoulders above the rest because they've been proven in the heat of battle in that competitive arena that they are the best I'm sure you can agree with me that nobody, especially these athletes, wants to come second or even third by choice but that's what the the curlers that's what happened to them, didn't they? They came second and third, the men came second and the women came third and they done really well and it's just to remember that thought as we would kind of unpack a wee bit that nobody really wants to become second or third. We want to be known as the best. Well, we've read a conversation uh, that Jesus had with a, a teacher. And the teacher came and he'd listened to Jesus and he'd heard him uh, debate. And he asked him a question. And we see that in verse 28. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating, noticing that Jesus had given a good answer. He asked them, of all the commandments, which is the most important? And he had an opportunity to ask the Saviour a question. It was his, his moment. And he was interested in hearing Jesus' response. I wonder where you are just now, what you do. I don't know what you do after you go away from here. Uh, but have you noticed the people that you're engaging with, are they asking questions? Are people asking questions in today's society? This man came and asked Jesus a question. Are they asking you, as a Christian, what's the bigger picture? 
Have you shared with him that you're a Christian? And you say to him, I believe in the teachings of the Bible. They say, well, what's the bigger picture then? Another question I've heard people ask, is there a God? Is there anything out there? Or is this just all that it is and we take what we can get here and now? Was Jesus just a religious leader 2,000 years ago? Had his time in the spotlight and then went away? Well, we know that's different. We know that's not just the case. We can tell people through God's word why that's not the case. Other people say, what's all this about sin? I'm not harming anybody. I'm going along doing my life. If there's any consequences that comes on me, why should that affect other people? Another one that people are asking questions about is, do you know so-and-so, they're away to heaven? Because they were a good person. They've done a great life. they helped everybody. They got on with everybody. No problem at all. They're going to go to heaven. Or some people are maybe more convicted and say, hell, does it actually exist? We always refer to people going to heaven, but does hell actually exist? Is that a reality? Could that be a reality? Lots of questions being asked by lots of people. And maybe you've had other questions that you can add to that list. That was just six that I thought about. Maybe you can add other questions that people are searching. This man came to Jesus with a question. As you know, I run a food bank in Lanarkshire. And I had an interesting conversation with a man a couple of weeks ago. As well as giving out the, the Mark's Gospels, we've come across this booklet called Try Praying. And it was interesting eh, when we look at the first couple of pages. And this is what it says. 20 million adults in the UK pray. 13 million pray at least once a month. And 9 million pray every day. One in three people believe God will answer prayer. Interesting booklet that we're giving out at the food bank. And I would have given this man this, these booklets and I would have been chatting to him. And he came, off, he came with me uh, with these questions. He says, I don't really know about all that you're sharing with me, David. And I'll tell you some reasons why. And it's interesting to hear back from what people are saying. And this man said to me, these questions, and I couldn't answer these questions. I had to say, I can't answer them. He says, why did my mum have to die when I was so young? A question. I can't answer that question. Why did my dad remarry? And because of that relationship, why did I have to suffer abuse? Can't answer. Why did my sister die in her early 20s, leaving a baby there? Questions. People are questioning. People are searching. Looking for the bigger picture. What is it all about? Deep questions. A man searching for what only God's word can answer. I believe God's word can answer. God can answer these questions. We're getting back to our reading. A question was asked of Jesus. And we've read it a couple of times in verse 28. And listen to Jesus' reply. And remember what I kind of put out at the beginning about achievements. And wanting to be the best. And to be up there and to be recognised for it. What he says to the teacher turns society's mindset on its head. Let's go and see what Jesus says once again. Which of the commandments is most important? He asked Jesus. The most important one, Jesus 
answered, is this, Hear, O Israel, and the Lord our God, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Doesn't stop there. And with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. I believe what he says is what we're going to call the Christian's podium positions since we're in the Commonwealth a year. Who's going to get gold? Who's going to get silver? And who's going to get bronze? Let's have a look at that. What did Jesus have to say on this subject? Jesus doesn't beat about the bush. To coin a phrase, an Irish phrase, they call a spade a spade. And Jesus did that. He tells us in verse 29 who is to be the most important. Who's to be first in our lives? Who have we to put on the gold medal position? And it's worth reading again. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and all your strength. What does he ask us to give him? Give him our all. There's no shortcuts. There's no divvying up the week. There's no saying Sunday's yours, Lord. I'll go to the service. I'm scunned it's not Stanley Shaw, but it's son David. But I'll go there and I'll listen. And then I'll go to the coffee shop. But see, on a Monday, I'll just go and do what I want to do. On a Tuesday, and a Wednesday. And then as it approaches Sunday, I'll start to maybe get my Bible out, have a wee read, and then I'll get up for a Sunday. That's not what it's all about. It's everything of your life. And like the athletes, it, causes, it needs us to be disciplined. It needs us to be in training, if you like, to have the set times, to have the set routines, to be putting God first. God has to stand head and shoulders above everything else in our lives. He has to be elevated up there. We are not to strive to be equal with God. That's where Satan had his problem. He wanted to be equal with God. But that's not a place that you can have. And God banished him. And the world has been ever since been planted with the seed of in one, ends, one sense being equal with God. Because you are, they tell you that you are your own God. You are all that it is. It's all, it doesn't matter. It's you. If you're happy with it, that's okay. But that's not right. What, is God, what, what makes God so special that he deserves this place I found this wonderful uh, letter that was written by a young boy and his name is Danny any Dannys in the audience the church today, Danny? Danny boy? Are you Irish? Same, Danny boy? but this Danny came from California right? and he wrote this for his homework assignment, Explain God and I wonder if we went home today and tried to explain God to our uh, neighbours and we put it on paper, this is what he says one of God's main jobs is making people. Are you awfully glad that God made you? Aye? Making people? He makes them to replace the ones that die so that there will be enough people to take care of things on earth. That's great. He doesn't make grown-ups, he just makes babies. Three ones sweeping there. I think because they are smaller and easier to make, that way he doesn't have to take up his valuable time teaching them to walk and talk he can just leave that to mothers and fathers that's what our job is God's second most important job is listening to prayers 
Ah, an awful lot of this goes on since some people, like preachers and things, pray at times beside bedtime. I hope you're praying just beside bedtime. God doesn't have time to listen to the radio or TV because of this. Because he hears everything, there must be a terrible lot of noise in his ears, unless he has thought of a way to turn it off. God sees everything and hears everything and is everywhere, which keeps him pretty busy. God is pretty busy. So you shouldn't go wasting your time by going over your mum and dad's head asking for something they've already said you can't have. Should have learned that years ago, shouldn't I? Atheists are people who don't believe in God. I don't think they are any in our church. Good point. God, Jesus is God's son. He used to do all the hard work like walking on water and performing miracles and trying to teach the people who didn't want to learn about God. Many people don't want to learn about God, but we still to follow Jesus' example. They finally got tired of him preaching to them, and Jesus said they didn't know what they were doing, and to forgive them. And God said, okay. His father, in black is God, appreciated everything that he had done and all his hard work on earth. So he told him he didn't have to go out on the road anymore. He could stay in heaven. So he did. And now he helps his dad out by listening to prayers and seeing things which are important for God to take care of and which ones he can take care of himself without having to bother God. Like a secretary, only more important. You can pray any time you want and they are sure to hear you because they've got it worked out so one of them is on duty all the time. I thought that was great. You should always go to church on Sunday because it makes God happy. And if there's anybody you want to make happy, it's God. Don't skip church to do something you think will be more fun, like going to the beach. It doesn't exactly apply to Moody's Burn, but go with it. This is wrong, and besides, the sun doesn't come up, doesn't come out at the beach until noon anyway. If you don't believe in God, besides being an atheist, you'll be very lonely because your parents can't go everywhere with you like to camp but God can and it's good to know he's around you when you're scared in the dark or when you can't swim very good and get thrown into the real deep water by the big kids Mm, bad memories there but you should always but you shouldn't always think of what God can do for you I figure God put me here and that he can take me back anytime he pleases and that's why I believe in God that was an 8 year old's version of his assignment explain God I went to the Psalms and I found a list of things that God is to us and why he deserves to be first in our lives why he deserves to be on that gold medal position on the podium God is alive praise his name, God is alive we don't worship a dead God, we don't worship an idol made of silver or wood or gold he's alive, God is alive and he's living God loves us for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son he loves us so much he created us he sustains us he loves us and you know what he'll love you even this week when you turn your back on him when you say something you shouldn't be saying or you do something you shouldn't be doing God is thinking about us he read from this young boy's assignment that God said Jesus said forgive them for they know know what they do he's thinking about us 
God is caring about us. All the time he's caring about us. He doesn't want you to be doing some of the things that you're doing. He cares about you. God listens to you. And this wee boy put it so uh, great. That there's lots of noise in the world. And sometimes we feel maybe as Christians that our prayer won't get to the place that it's supposed to get to. But don't believe that. When you cry out to God, he hears your prayer. And I was uh, encouraged and challenged when I read about prayer recently. And I think it was in this booklet I read it. And it was about just having a conversation like I would have with my dad. You know, you don't have to go and you don't have to say the right phrases and put them in the right order. Because sometimes you can go with emotion. Sometimes you can go broken, excited, and you just blurt it out. Well, that's all right to God. Because he loves you and he cares for you and he listens and he hears your voice. God is faithful. He doesn't turn our back on us. He doesn't say, that's you tripped up another time, David Shaw. Three strikes and you're out. That's not what God's all about. God is faithful to us. God is our help. The wee boy put it that he was a help when he got thrown into the baths. But God is our help. Remember that. God is our help. He's also our shield. I'm finding these in Psalm 115, 16 and 17. Just read through those three Psalms. And these are the things that came out to me. God is our help and our shield. God remembers us. And I'm sure we can all uh, think back to an occasion in our life when we were forgotten. Maybe because we'd done something that we were forgotten. We were excluded. God will never exclude you from his family. God blesses us now. This is great. God blesses us. In a world that rubbishes God and doesn't want any time for him, we can stand up and we can honestly say, God blesses us. We're blessed to be here this morning. I'm blessed to have the privilege of speaking to you, to meeting new brothers and sisters in Christ. Some I've already known from the past, but some I'm meeting for the first time. It's a great family to be in. God blesses us in so many ways. God is gracious. All the injustices of the world. God is gracious. God is righteous is the last one that I've got. And that's just 12 that I've listed from uh, those three Psalms. Some brilliant things to captivate our minds and to help us to start (coughs) thinking and focusing on. And maybe we need to look where we're standing in our own lives and maybe say, well, we maybe need to get off the podium position that we've elevated ourselves to be in. John the Baptist said this, and it's a motto that my dad had said to me. He says, go and read that. And it's this in John 3.30, a motto for Christian living, referring to Jesus, he must become greater. And what happens? I must become less. I must take a step back. And he must be the greatest in my life. The goal position then should be filled with God. Every day, every moment of our lives. Now I don't know if this, you do requests for songs right at the end. But this is the line of the song that comes next where I've got down here. He alone is worthy. He alone is worthy to receive glory, power 
an honour. I don't know whether we can sing that at the end. That would be a nice fitting one. Maybe it it can't be sung, but maybe you can have that in your mind, that that he alone is worthy. Well, as time marches on, if we can't get gold, and silver's no pretty bad, is it? Well, that's what the carlers probably thought after the disappointment and not getting gold and the men. Well, silver will be pretty good for us. But then Jesus says, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's go back to what the word has been said here. He says, the second is this, talking to the teacher, love your neighbour as yourself. Oh, come on, God, I'm putting you first in my life. Surely I can slot into number two and get the silver medal. But Jesus says, no, no, that's not the way it is. You've got to love those that you rub shoulders with each and every day. When you get out of your comfort zone of being in the church, you'll rub shoulders with people that will annoy you. That their lifestyle would maybe turn your stomach. That these are people you don't want to mix with. These are people you just want to grab and give a good shake to. Say, what are you playing at? But Jesus says you have to love your neighbour as yourself. You have to put people before yourself. God wants us to look at the needs of others in exactly the way you would do for yourself. So what's good for the goose is good for the gander. That's right. And I read that uh, statement and it says basically said to me now there's something that one individual is deemed acceptable then it should be acceptable for the other person and I mentioned already that the food bank has a motto and it says treat others as you would treat as they as you would want them to treat you and that message is on our, our poster that we take out and if I get invited to the men's I'll bring it along with me but also do you know what that scripture verse is on a van that we've got through the food bank. That's another thing. God God is so good that he provided a van for the charity at no cost to us. We got a phone call to say, come and pick up a van, and it's ours. And on that van, we've got to treat others as you would want them to treat you. Also, when we go, we give out referrals, when we get referrals from different agencies, it comes back to us with that scripture verse on it, because that's what's on our referral form. We should not elevate ourselves above God Jesus tells us that but notice the same is true about others as well who are our neighbours then you might ask love your neighbour as yourself Jesus says that is that Bill who lives next door in number 14 to David Shaw is it Donald and Moira who lives in number 10 well it is because they're my neighbours but it's not meant to be literally your neighbours, and I'm sure we have good relationships with our neighbours. It's much more than this. It's everyone that we see, everyone that we engage with. And the corresponding passage in Luke 10, there was a wee footnote, and it says this, and it sums up this definition of neighbours in this context. It says, any race, any creed, any social background to paraphrase anybody you have to love everybody just like yourself just like nobody's out with God's love the same should be said for our love as well 
Nobody should be out with it. Jesus says, put the Lord God first and love your neighbour as yourself. Came across this quote that says, Jesus seeks to shock us out of our selfishness. I can put my hand up to say I can be awfully selfish sometimes. In fact, most of the times ones you'll say, but I can be selfish. And worldliness. Maybe we're getting too much like the world and create in us a true passion for the welfare of our fellow man, women and children around the world. Universal love is at the very heart of Jesus' teachings. It is God's earthly work for us. We're called to love those who he has put us next to. What matters to God is our love for him. We see it in that verse. And our love for for each, each other. Wealth, power and status count for nothing in God's kingdom. We are, we are true, when we truly love our neighbours, we do our part to make the world a better place and find our own fulfilment in life. Are we energised this morning to love God with everything that we have? And if we channel our energies into that, it'll just flow out of our lives and we'll be touching people in ways that we've never touched them before. Are you content today not to be first, but to put others before you? Does God have that gold medal position in your life today? I hope this has been a challenge to you. It's been a challenge to me. Are you loving those around you like yourself. As Christians we believe God's word. We believe that one day we're going to be called. We're going to be called home now. It might be for some of us. It might be within 24 hours. It might be 24 years. Who knows. But our, our Bible tells us that we'll go to a place that's filled. Uh, the streets are paved with gold. Okay. God has given us the opportunity in this life, and we can only do it in this life, eh, to put him first in this earth. He wants us to put our neighbours, those around about us, to love them like we would love ourselves, to even put us, put, a, put them before us, and us would become after that. If you're not living a life that's not in tune with what God expects, make today the day you reassess your priorities in life because God's given you this day because you're all alive nobody's fallen asleep you're all alive so he's given you an opportunity if these are not your priorities but the last thing I want to say is in verse 34 at the finish of it it says this and these words can put a chill down your spine when Jesus saw that he had answered wisely he said to him you are not far from the kingdom of God and from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. The man, he knew the things in his head, but he hadn't transferred into faith in his heart. And he was not far from the kingdom, but you can be so close, you can be a million miles away. Let's make sure we're in the kingdom today. Maybe for you today, you've gone to this point where you understand all that God said, but you haven't taken that step of faith. Do that by putting him first in your life asking for forgiveness of your sins and receiving the free gift of salvation that God gives 
and then you're in training for this Christian life which like I said might be a short race for you might be a marathon but God wants you to put him first in your life and keep him there forevermore let's pray God and Father we thank you so much for your word and just the the reading of your word has said much more than I can ever say because your words are truth and your words give life and your words direct us Lord help us when we read your word not to put wee slip roads onto it to take it off on another tangent but just to look at your word and say Lord when I look at your word am I looking in a mirror does that reflect my life is my life anchored by what you would have it to be and if it isn't Lord I want to get back on the next slip road and I want to continue this journey I want to live my life for you commit my life to you and be everything that honours you and do everything that honours you go where it honours you speak what the words honour you because you are all in all to me so thank you for what we've looked at your word thank you for everyone that's been here and help us all to to look to you in the days that lie ahead in your precious name Amen